Let's pray. Loving Father, we thank you for loving us. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for calling us to yourself. Thank you for your word that you did not leave us to guess what your expectations are from us. Thank you for your guidance. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here to comfort and to make us understand the word of God. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning, Midland Reformed Church. I'm Pastor Bob Alavera. It is a pleasure to be sharing God's word with you today. God is good. The theme for the next four Sundays will be Fear Not. Today's message, the title is The Hopes and Fears of All the Years. The Hope and Fears of All the Years. I trust that you had a great week. You enjoy Thanksgiving. With COVID, it was not the same as in years past. But I had a great time together with my wife Kelly, thanking the Lord for his goodness. Saying thank you is good. Thankfulness takes care of a lot of negative emotions. My mother used to say, you cannot be thankful and be fearful. You cannot be thankful and be hateful. You cannot be thankful and be jealous. So make a list. All the things you are thankful for. There are some emotions that was not part of human humankind. When the Lord created mankind in the world, after each day of creation, he would say, and he saw that it was good. Everything was perfect. There was no fear. There was no hate. There was no issue getting along one with the other. In the Garden of Eden, they didn't have fear of the dark. They didn't have fear of thunder, fear of shadows, fear to be separated. They didn't have to be feared for something being hidden under the bed. They were not afraid of dentists and doctors not afraid of bugs. They were not even afraid of snakes, not afraid of sickness or germs. Death was non-existent. They were not concerned about losing their jobs, being ridiculed by other people. They were not afraid of a car accident, roller coasters. Fear was not part of their life. The first time we hear in the Bible that mankind felt fear is registered in Genesis 3, verses Genesis 3, 10. Genesis 3, 10. It says that Adam, after his sin, together with Eve, they felt ashamed and fear. They were now afraid and they hid. That was the beginning of fear. 
God, loving God, in Genesis 3.15, reached out to Adam and Eve. He came to the garden, he looked for them, and he called them, even though they were hiding away from God. In verse 15 of Genesis 3, the Lord says, One of your offspring will be born that will smash the head of the serpent. That was the first promise of Jesus, the Savior, who would be born, so that we can have, again, Garden of Eden restored. Jesus came and he spoke very often about his kingdom. He would set up a new kingdom. He would restore the earth. Fear paralyzes many people. The gospel lists 125 times a command, an order, that Jesus gives 125 times. 21 of these times it speaks related to fear. Jesus says for us not to be afraid, not to fear, he speaks or have, have courage, take heart, be of good cheer. The second most common command that Jesus gives in the gospel is to love God and love your neighbor. It appears on only eight occasions. If quantity is an indicator, Jesus takes out our fears seriously. The one statement he made more than any other was this one. Do not be afraid. I hope that today, when after this time we spend looking at God's word. It will be something we'll be repeating throughout the week. Don't be afraid. God comforts us, instructs us not to let fear take over. There are verses in the Bible that kind of rings in our minds. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Psalms 23 the Lord is my shepherd. I need nothing else. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. There's a story of a young lady by name Elizabeth who lived in Southeast Asia. At the age of 15, she was kidnapped and forced to work in the sex trade. Now she grew up in a Christian family and uh, her spirit was broken to be forced to be engaged in prostitution. She was a beautiful 17 year old when a group of Christian men with the police broke into the brothel where she was working and she spoke and gave her testimony, told her story, that above her bed she wrote, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? 
These are the opening verses of Psalm 23. A few years back, when our youngest son was 15 years old, he had an injury on his neck. Robert weighed 190 pounds, he wrestled, he played football, and when we took him to the doctor, the doctor was concerned about his neck being swollen a little. He sent us for some tests, and within three days we discovered Robert had lymphoma. When we took him to see the oncologist, and we walked in there, I couldn't stop crying. That Sunday we went to church, and our pastor asked us to come to the front, and he asked the elders to come and put their hand on our shoulders as they prayed for us and prayed for Robert. After the service, a lady about 55 years old came to me and she said, I want you to look in my eyes. Look in my eyes. And remember, when I was 15, I also was diagnosed with lymphoma. Now I'm 55. So she hugged me and said, fear not, have hope. I never forget that time. Friends, let's read Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 through 11. Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 through 11. We read, a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and of understanding. The spirit of counsel and of might. The spirit of the knowledge and fear of the Lord. And he will delight the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears. But with righteousness, he will judge the needy. With justice, he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. With the breath of his lips, he will slay the wicked. Righteousness will be his belt, and faithfulness the sash around his waist. Stopping here at these first five verses of chapter 11 of Isaiah, Isaiah said the promise given in Genesis 3.15, it's still valid from the trunk that has been cut off. It's just a stump on the ground. That's the tribe where Jesse, from Jesse, the Savior would be born. He will be great. He'll be righteous. He will strike the earth with the rod. And he will bring a restoration to the earth where, like the Garden of Eden, no fear will be present. The wolf will live with the lamb. The leopard will lie down with the goat. 
the calf and the lion and the yearlings together, and the little child will lead them. The cow will feed with the bear, the young will lie down together, and the lion will eat straw like the ox. The infant will play near the cobra's den, and the young child will put its hand into the viper's nets. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain, for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Hope. Hope. Our Savior has come. Our Savior will return to restore. I like to think of uh, some things that the Lord Jesus never did. He never sought advice because he was full, filled with the spirit of wisdom. He never asked somebody, what do you think about it? He never changed his mind. What he said was steady. He never was in a hurry. He was patient and gracious. He never showed personal fear, even when he faced the devil face to face. Jesus was never fearful. And he has the authority to tell us, I will never leave you nor forsake you. You therefore, what can men do to me? Our Lord never showed personal fear. He never made a mistake. A group of tourists visited a farm, a crocodile farm, and they were floating on a structure in the middle of the lake, surrounded by crocodile in the water. The farm owner shouted, whoever jumps in the water and swims to the shore will receive $10,000. There was silence. He offered again. He said, whoever jumps in the water and swims to the side will get $10,000. No movement. When suddenly they heard a splash. While everybody was fearful, there was one person that jumped in the water. And he swam, 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 and he got to the shore with the alligators following him. And the owner said, we have a winner. And he gave that man $10,000. After receiving the reward, when the man got back to the hotel with his wife, he said to his wife, I did not jump willingly into the lake. I was afraid like everybody else. But he said, somebody pushed me. And she said, with a smile, it was me. The more of the story is behind every successful man, there is always a woman to give a little push. My friend, 
Dear brothers and sisters, do not be afraid. Be hopeful. Be thinking of Psalms 23. When fear comes, make a choice. The first thing you will do is go talk to God about that which is making you afraid. I remember when I was pastoring and I had dinner with a couple, they told me a story. The husband on Monday told the wife, I would like us to go on a very special date Friday night. We're going to dress up and we're going to go to, expensive, to an expensive restaurant. The wife said all week long she was afraid. She was so afraid that she lost weight, she couldn't eat well, because in her mind she was sure that her husband during the dinner was going to ask her for divorce. She was afraid for something that was not a reality. Trust the Lord. Depend on Him. The Lord is your shepherd, the one who created the world, the one who enjoys walking along beside you. God loves everybody and He wants to forgive our sins. He wanted the whole world to know that Jesus can forgive their sins. We can too be vehicles of this message. May the Lord bless you. This week, give your worries, your fears to the Lord. 